hamster wheel, not getting anywhere new? Perhaps you've hit a plateau that has you asking, is this it? Have you accomplished all you've set out to do in life and are not feeling as fulfilled as you thought you would? It is normal at midlife to reassess what's working for you and what's not. It's also normal to want to reclaim your time, your energy, and your joy. Let's make the best out of the second half of our lives by having more fun, experiencing more peace, and feeling more joy. If any of this resonates with you, then this podcast is for you. I'm Megan Bayless-Bartley. Now let's get ready to shift our shit. Hello there, and welcome back to another episode of Shifting Our Shit, the SOS podcast. I'm Megan Bayless-Bartley, and I am here all by myself. I wanted to take a moment to just reset, right? I have a book called Reset, and that's the name of this new season. And so we're just going to reset in this episode and kind of come back to the fundamentals about what mindfulness is and perhaps even what it isn't. I um, years ago wrote uh, content for one of our website pages and have through the years uh, edited it. And, you know, I still think it's it reads pretty well. So I'm just going to go through this and add my own little caveats uh, about maybe how you can learn to be more mindful in each moment. Um, but I wanted us to circle back to the whole purple purpose of all of this is mindfulness. So on this page, it's our about mindfulness page on our website, mindfulness-center.com, and that's forward slash about mindfulness. Um, it says, what is mindfulness? Well, I wrote, mindfulness is about awakening the autopilot. We often go through our lives on autopilot, running from one thing to the next, not really being conscious of how we are feeling, where our thoughts are, or whether or not we really need to be doing all that we're doing. Oftentimes, this leaves us exhausted because we may be overdoing it, overthinking things we really don't need to be thinking about or thinking too much about it and doing things we might really not need to do. Mindfulness is becoming aware of the present moment. The awareness of the present moment connects us, connects our your monkey mind or spinning thoughts to your body and your experience in each moment. This awareness allows you to be aware of and to choose how you want to think, feel, and act in that moment. Mindfulness allows you to be aware of where you expend your energy and choose where you want your energy to go. Instead of mindlessly being on autopilot and feeling exhausted, mindfulness is true empowerment. And then the next question is, why be mindful? Well, of course, we want to be empowered people. So that's one reason to be mindful. And here's what I wrote. If you struggle with stress, anxiety, irritability, anger, spinning thoughts, trouble sleeping, and dealing with difficult people, then mindfulness can be very helpful. Mindfulness involves letting go of things you can't control. 
as well as not making meaning out of things that don't warrant meaning making. When you start to let go and become more mindful, you'll start to feel calmer and at peace in all areas of life. Let me just reread this one sentence. This is a good one. Mindfulness involves letting go of things you can't control, as well as not making meaning out of things that don't warrant meaning making. Hmm, that's kind of cool. Next question is, how does mindfulness differentiate from meditation? Mindfulness is the first and most basic step in meditation, contemplative prayer, and other stillness practices. Becoming more aware of the present moment, striving for a non-judgmental mindset, even a beginner's mind, and creating space for stillness can be very difficult for most people. The approach I take to mindfulness and meditation is very practical, very down to earth and easy to use. I strive to make mindfulness acceptable, accessible to all people, even people who think I could never do that. At the Mindfulness Center, we teach mindfulness methods you can do while you're doing your everyday tasks like driving, doing the dishes, folding laundry, showering, and eating meals. We aren't trying to force anything when we're being mindful, but want to work with ourselves to gently invite and allow mindfulness into our everyday lives. Allowing your journey of a mindful life or even a meditative life to be an organic process. It is gradual and takes time. A strong, sturdy oak tree doesn't just appear overnight. It takes time, stillness, sun, water, and nutrients for growth to happen. So mindfulness is sort of a precursor, if you will. If you, if you don't want to participate in a stillness practice, like meditation is oftentimes can be a stillness practice, but you wanna be more mindful, there's ways to go about doing that. Let's, let's just do a few things. First thing is, as you're listening to this podcast, notice your breath. And if you are holding your breath, or if you have a nice, loose, easy breath that's flowing deeply, or if it feels restricted and there's sort of a tightness either in your chest or your belly, just noticing the breath can be, can anchor us in this present moment because we have to breathe, but breathing is an automatic response in our body that we usually don't think about. And so that's why a lot of times breath work is connected to mindfulness and meditation because it's one of those things that can anchor us in the present moment, okay? So noticing your breath. I'm noticing right now because I'm talking a lot. I'm holding a lot of tension 
in my belly. And after this, I will do a few deep breaths. And so perhaps that I, I can change it or I don't have to change it. I can just notice it. So that's the other cool thing is you don't have to change anything. It's just about noticing. Oftentimes, though, when you notice it, you're like, hmm, I wonder what would happen if I took a few deep breaths. I'd probably feel a lot better. So the other thing you can do is notice your five senses. Super easy. This is what we, you can be doing when you're sitting in, at a red light in the car. Instead of grabbing your phone and scrolling or seeing if somebody texted back, just look at the color of the red light. You might notice the colors you see of the cars around you or the trees or the grass around. You might notice the texture of things, the grass, or the leaves, clouds in the sky. You may notice smells from inside your car, the taste in your mouth, you know, from maybe coffee or food or gum or a mint, or maybe just kind of stale. And you can notice your touch, you know, sitting in the seat. How does that feel? How does the clothes, how did the clothes feel on your skin? Maybe your shoes feel a certain way on your feet, right? In that 30 seconds, most red lights are like 30 seconds. Instead of grabbing your phone, you can just take a minute, maybe notice your breath in that minute, 30 seconds. Maybe you notice, you know, the your five senses and see how that can just help you, help your mind. It helps rewire your, bra your brain so that you're focusing on things that you can help slow your process, your thinking process down instead of sort of being disconnected from your thinking. You get to choose to do that brief mindfulness exercise for 30 seconds in your car at a red light. All right, so the next question is, what if I'm worried that I won't be able to sit still or get my mind quiet if I learn to meditate or participate in a stillness practice? or even being mindful, because it does take time to become mindful. And I say, congratulations, you are human. The mind's job is to wander, okay? Let me say that again. The mind's job is to wander. So when your mind wanders, you aren't doing anything bad or wrong, or it's not right, or you didn't try hard enough. The mind works like a spider web where it interconnects things. So it, it is supposed to wander. With mindfulness, we learn how to pay attention to the wandering and see where our mind goes. And we do this without judgment. So we do this more with curiosity. That's why I talk a lot about being curious because it, it helps us from, it keeps us away from getting judgmental or evaluative where something is good or bad or right or wrong. It just is. Hmm. My mind just wandered to look at that tree right there. Hmm. That tree is green. I like trees. You know, that's where we say, I like trees. Not hurting anything, but we don't need to evaluate it. There's a judgment there. The tree just is. So we want to, when we notice our mind wandering, we can gently bring it back to where we had intended the mind to be 
or we just notice the wandering. Either way, it's still being mindful. Be gentle with yourself and the expectations you have. Often we talk to ourselves very harshly, much more harshly than we would ever talk to anybody else. And we have high expectations of ourselves. Well, guess what? Mindfulness invites you to be more compassionate with yourself and subsequently others. Now think about that. If you've been beating yourself up probably your whole life, I mean, I know I do a lot of that myself or have in the past, what would it be like if we didn't have to do that or that wasn't our automatic go-to response? Wouldn't that be wonderful? Because the more I study Ericksonian hypnosis, the more I realize the importance of the subconscious and your subconscious believes everything you tell it. So the more your mind beats yourself up, you say, God, why did you do that? Oh my gosh, I can't believe you missed that turn. And you're just kind of beating yourself up and you're, you're in this sort of spinning of not being good enough or not doing that thing good enough. Your subconscious mind hears that in your mind <laughs> and it reinforces it, okay? It's a feedback loop. Now, if you start saying things like, you know, that wasn't so bad. I did a pretty good job. Your subconscious mind starts the feedback loop, starts to pay attention to that. Now, if you take it even a step further and you're like, you know, I'm pretty darn cool. I'm, I'm doing a pretty good job. You know, like, I think I, I've got this, this thing called life, you know, handled. I know what I'm doing. Your subconscious listens to that. So that's why we also talk a lot about being intentional and setting intentions, or maybe, you know, like one of the things out of my book is having a theme for the year, a word for the year, so that you can be intentional, uh, purposeful about what it is you're doing, your purpose in life, or for this year, or for this moment, and you're intentional about it because that is what your subconscious mind clings onto. Cool, huh? Okay, so that's what we're going to be talking about in this season is the reset and your theme for this year and where you want to be at the end of 2024. This is going to be an experiment. This is the curriculum I use for my retreats. This is the, the whole book reset that I have. I'd love for you to purchase a copy of the book on Amazon and write me a review once you've read it or gone through all these videos or uh, podcast episodes, because it's super easy, accessible, easy to read, easy to do, has great exercises that will help you reset and help you get to where you want to be likely sooner than the end of 2024. But the goal is to be there by the end of 2024. Okay, so we're being gentle with ourselves, being compassionate with ourselves. Well, mindfulness advises us to be compassionate with ourselves and others. Does that seem impossible? It might feel that way at first. As you stick with it, you'll see how freeing mindfulness actually is. All the beating yourself up starts to slough off and go away. It's really cool. It feels amazing. Um, 
And so this is where, yes, the podcast is wonderful for all of this and this reset uh, season. And also we are offering some cool mindfulness classes uh, this year, uh, a mindfulness for stress uh, management 101, just a real easy one that I'm leading in person, virtually. And we're also going to have uh, on-demand video course, uh, classes as well so that you can participate in any way that feels best to you. Um, I like to balance practicing mindfulness and meditation uh, with these lessons about, you know, how do we make it practical? So that's what those classes are going to be. So um, we're resetting. It's beginning of 2024. And we're, you know, New Year's are wonderful times to to just kind of reset and refocus. So that's what we're gonna do in this season, season four of the Shifting Our Shit podcast, uh, SOS podcast, we're gonna reset. And we're gonna learn how to just rewire our brain because this whole process will help rewire your brain, become more mindful, be intentional and create the life that you're really wanting to create, create where you want to be, right? My word for this year, I make bracelets. So I made a little bracelet, um, is uncomplicated. So for me, what that means is I can sometimes overthink things and overcomplicate things. And as I round into 50, I realize life gets even more complicated the more the older I get and I don't need to overcomplicate it any further with my thoughts or actions of saying like sure let's do that thing when I really don't need to do that thing so it always comes back to boundaries being able to say no knowing my limits knowing what's you know best and my limit right now are things that are uncomplicated Maybe you can relate to that. So please follow our podcast, you know, like our podcast that really helps us out and helps us know that people are out there listening to this, following along and appreciate what we're offering. Um, you can visit our website at uh, mindfulness-center.com. We have a free book giveaway that's, you know, when you get to our website, that's on our uh, pop-up on our landing page. And we want to stay connected to you. So send us an email and let us know how we're doing or how you're doing. What's your word for the year? Um, and our email is shiftingourshit at gmail.com. We hope to see you in season four next episode as we start going through our book, Reset. Take care.